You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Conversations. Not Your Average Perspectives. Not Your Average Black Girls. Hey, Not Your Average Black, Not Your Average Black Girls, Not Your Average Black. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. Well, I'll cut it by myself then. Not Your Average Black. Okay. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Not Your Average Black Girls. Um, You have all three of us here today. The gang is all here. You've got me, Jordan, you've got Dice, and we've got Megan, and we're ready to give you all an amazing episode. But before we get into today's topic, Meg, why don't you give us the Not Your Average Black Girl shout out? What's up, y'all? So we are shouting out um, Chef Shauna. She is the owner of Tasting Queen's Market. Tasting Queen's Market is an online store. It's a gourmet market. And so um, there are things that kind of celebrate inspirational culinary um, culture from New York, Queens, New York, to be specific. Um, it's definitely got like, you know, some Island vibes, you know, they've got different products that give you, um, reminders of like Jamaican culture. So if you're into that, that's stuff that you like when it comes to your food, you definitely want to check them out. They offer a really wide variety of items. Um, everything is made locally and then all products are made like in small batches. And so they only use, um, natural ingredients, make sure everything's fresh and they restock pretty frequently. So it's a beautiful website. You definitely want to check them out. Just some of their products, just to give y'all like a little tease and 
make your mouth water a little bit. Um, they have sauces, baking mixes, spices, soups, teas, etc. Like little bundle packages. They have a lot. Um, I'm going to read off to you some of the products that kind of piqued my interest. So they have a chipotle mango hot sauce, pineapple jerk sauce, tropical paradise sweet hot sauce, caramel apple ginger glaze, apple pie custard muffin mix, um, a spice pumpkin pancake and waffle mix. I know y'all love that pumpkin. I can't stand it, but I know people love it. Um, Fuji apple and elderberry smoked tea, chicken noodle soup mix, no salt veggie master mix. I'm sorry, that's a spice. Um, guava pineapple fruit spread and a candied sweet potato pancake syrup. So y'all, that's just like a little taste of some of the things they have on the website. They have a lot of good stuff. Um, it's going to make your food taste really, really good. So if you want to check it out for yourself, just go to tastingqueensmarket.com and that will be in the description of the episode. If you don't feel like, um, you know, spelling it out, you can click it from our episode, but that is our not your average black girl shout out. Yeah, that sounds really good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a master chef in the kitchen. I save that for <laughs> for Dice. You know, Dice used to come through with the recipe one too, but that does make me want to figure out what to use a guava pineapple spread on. I know. <laughs> it all sounds good. Sounds real good. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. So let's get into today's topic. And we're going to talk about a Black women's rights movement. Yes, we are about to be some cultural leaders around here, and we're going to talk about a Black women's rights movement. Now, obviously, um, that is not something that is currently happening at the moment, but if you look around social media and if you just take note to some of the conversations that are being had on social media, some of the conversations that are being, that are being had in the news, um, and even in the courtroom, <laughs> you can't help but see a need for a Black women's rights movement. So with that being said, today we're going to talk about some of the finalities of this movement if it were to happen and some of the changes that we would like to see arise from it. And um, we're just, you know, we're here to foster some conversation. So y'all, what would we like to see with the Black Women's Rights Movement? Like, what are the goals that we would like to see come out of it if one were to happen in the near future? Um, Anybody want to go first? You know, I could, I could open it up with the thought that I'm going to open it up to y'all first. <laughs> um, Well, I feel like whatever the movement, if it were to happen, whatever it ends up being, I would like to see a point of understanding amongst us as Black women with each other and within the community, the Black community as a whole. I know white people would be nice, but I feel like that might be a stretch. Um, but I just want to see us like reach a point where we're not always like being so combative with one another within our own community. Um, because I think we have enough division as it is, and we just need to learn to support each other, love each other, regardless, male, female, light skin, dark skin. Like we just need to, there's a lot of things we need to change. And I just want us to have a better understanding of everybody's perspectives and upbringings as fellow black people. Yeah. Um, Dice, I think you make a good point, uh, by, by mentioning to the fact that it should start from within the community first. Um, That's definitely where I would like to see the movement begin is within the community. And then hopefully it could seep out or the goal is for it to seep out and affect other communities who may not understand black people in general, let alone black women. Um, And then to have the community or the black community to understand what it's like for a black woman and, um, you know, to support what it's like for a black woman in America. That is obviously the goal as well. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we do get a hard rap. Like people just see us 
from the results of how we've been treated. You know, it's like we may be like a little brunt or a little, you know, um, blunt sometimes, or we may be a little, I don't even want to say angry because we're hesitant to even say the word angry because you don't want to further the stereotype of the angry black woman. But sometimes we could just be affected by the day or affected by life as a black woman that day. And people within our own community treat us accordingly. And that is very disheartening, you know, for someone to not see the softer core of us and it's like this is still a person this is a black woman who has been a you know gravely affected by america and so what i see in her or what i see on her is not the true her you know and i need to look within her and i feel like um people in our community sometimes do the best job about not looking within us they treat us just like everyday citizens or they treat us like someone who's outside of the black race and who doesn't know us from tom and that can be itself um you know, just hard to take. And that could just make the day's issues even, even worse to come home and still not be understood. Megan. Yeah. I just was thinking, um, I think that for me, I just, the main thing I probably would want to see, um, Dice kind of said it, I just would want to see like, I think a sense of camaraderie, you know, um, a sense of togetherness that kind of can't be broken. I think I mentioned this, like, months ago um and it's petty but like I think it speaks volumes as to how um we still have a long way to go uh, with supporting each other as black women um you know months ago something happened with like future and one of his baby mamas and um he's just like really attacking her and then of course his fans were attacking her for wanting child support and everything um and I know that I just felt like the way that he handled it was really flawed and um, it got to a point to where people were like, oh yeah, you know, he is wrong or whatever, you know, oh, he's lying, saying he only makes 30000 a year. Like a lot of black women were upset about it. But then that Friday when the album dropped, the main people that I saw like saying, oh yeah, you know, that new future out this morning, they were the main ones listening to it. And so even though it's small for me, it was like, well, dang, just two days ago, you know, we were all upset with him because he's lying on court documents trying to avoid paying this woman money for a child he helped make. But now we're listening to his music. And so, you know, just that, like, there's that sense of togetherness, I think is one of the things that I'd like to see come from it. Um, You know, standing together, no matter what it is that we have to give up um, in order to get the message across. I think that's the biggest thing for me is I'd like to see us put each other first you know, regardless of what else may be going on. That's, that's my take on it. Yeah. I think that's a good, good example. And I think too, people like, do y'all think people forget, you know what I'm saying? Do you think people have a tendency to forget because it's one of those, well, it's not directly my situation. Like in the example of Future's baby, Future's baby mama, and then the album coming out, like, I think sometimes like, people forget because the album is, you know, more priority. Like it's, it's going to be more entertaining. It's going to be more beneficial to them in the moment, whether than talking um, about the situation the night before or remembering what he has going on with his baby mamas. I don't know. I just think sometimes like in addition to what Megan is saying, like besides the support, I think sometimes people just like out of sight, out of mind, you know, it's like, oh, well, this is what I see now. Let me go with that. Instead of standing on something like standing on some type of principle everybody's easily influenced in and that takes the priority and and you know their attention for the day 
Um, I mean, I think like when it comes to celebrities in general, depending on if you're the type of person that keeps up with them or not, some people may not even be aware because they're just like, okay, I know Future's a rapper and I leave it at that. Like, so everybody doesn't like keep up with what's happening in like popular culture. Um, and also a lot of people are able to separate the artist from the music, whereas some people aren't. And so it's like, if they don't care about their personal life, they're like, okay, I just listen to his music. He can do whatever he wants. You know what I'm saying? Or vice versa. True. So that's my True. take. We saw that with R. Kelly. <laughs> yes. Um, some, of his, <laughs> some of his supporters like just got done protesting for him like last week still. Yeah. Yeah. I think people just, um, quite frankly, I think people just aren't willing to give things up. I mean, it's the same thing with businesses um, throughout 2020 we've seen a lot of injustices and we've learned about a lot of businesses who haven't spoken up or taken a stand um on Breonna Taylor George Floyd you know important issues to us as black people yet people are still spending their money with them and it's not that they forgot you didn't forget that they got exposed that they don't care you're just not willing to give that up and so I think it's just about um it's about the luxuries you know people enjoy what they enjoy and whether it be listening to Future's new album or whether it be spending your money at this place that you know doesn't care anything about if you're killed in front of their store you don't want to give it up and so I I think it's just you know for me it's a mental thing it's just about like what's more important to you this this temporary satisfaction or um you know a lifelong you know movement a lifelong important situation so I don't know that's kind of my take I think people just aren't willing to sacrifice. I don't think they're forgetting anything, but people don't want to give up comforts and luxuries. I'll tell you one thing. Meg made me feel bad because I surely carried my black behind right back to Starbucks. And <laughs> 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 I had several drinks. So oh, Lord. Don't I didn't forget nothing. You know, but in all honesty, on a serious note, um, I, I don't look at Starbucks as a racist company or any more racist than any other, you know, white male owned company or organization out here um i feel like their founder he has said himself where he was raised he was raised basically in the hood from what i remember reading um but he basically has always acknowledged diversity i think the black lives matter movement was definitely a big mistake on his part um for not acknowledging it I, i will admit that but i don't think he purposely did that um i think it was a a sad sad oversight and you know they had to redirect and recorrect themselves like a lot of companies did but I'm just gonna be honest with y'all I I don't see myself not drinking Starbucks um but it just is what it is I'm gonna take that L but I mean it's not there every day but I've had some drinks since I roll I'm I'm rolling my eyes at you right now girl I'm keeping it it real (laughs) until y'all can find me a good replacement I can't help y'all Oh my gosh. I, I ain't gonna tell you no lie. Duncan slick killing them, but we ain't gonna get into no, that. No, no, yeah, no. Duncan is like, I, I would prefer Duncan. Duncan. You know, we can talk about this. I don't later. think they, yeah, I was about to say, we really got off topic. Like, okay, so guys, this is what we don't want with the Black Women's Rights Movement. We want people to stay on topic, bringing it back to our topic. We want people to stay on topic. We don't want people to get distracted, and we don't want people to get distracted by luxuries. It might be more comfortable for you to, you know, that they not go with the flow of the women's rights movement, but stay on topic. Okay, so um, I think the next thing that we would want to see would be the demasculinization of Black women in media. Um, somewhere along the way, and we have talked about this, or you know, definitely uh, 
mentioned this topic on some previous episodes, but somewhere along the way, the Black woman has been masculinized. And I think that plays a big, big role on how we're treated within our own community by fellow women and obviously by our Black men. Um, I do remember us mentioning in one episode where we talked about like single mothers and people just kind of feeling like, oh, well, she could do it. She could take it, you know, like she made the child and she'll be okay. It's just what you do. And somewhere along the way, the man feels like if I make a child with her, it's her right to raise our child. She could do it. She could take it, you know, and she can take me treating her like shit, for lack of a better term, while she raises my child and I don't help out. Um, And so I want to see just a restoration of the feminine identity attached to the Black female, because it's it's not fair for us to be treated as if we don't break, you know, as if we can only bend. And by bending, it makes us even more resilient. And I think um, along the way, we have reinforced that concept because we've just obviously acclimated and we are like, okay, well, we're boss women. We are Black women and we are. I'm not saying we aren't. We are, um, but I don't think someone should be condemned if they come out and they say, look, you know, I want to be a housewife or I want to be a submissive housewife, even though I am a strong businesswoman outside of the home, or I want my man to protect me. I expect my husband to protect me. I expect a man who wants to date me to, I don't want to say spoil me, but to, to cherish me. So, I mean, that could be even on a level of paying for dates, you know, like that is a common common debate that's had where it's like who should pay who should pay he should pay I'm a woman I am not a man I am not out here on a date with you know um another man like you're not out here on a date with another man it's not going Dutch around here like there are certain roles that we have as men and women and I feel like we need to restore those roles and restore um association of those roles to the black woman because it's been lost for us girl this is a loaded topic right here within itself um it's a lot I um I saw something on social media recently where a guy was saying what does a woman bring to the table besides possibly good looks and sex and you know there was like a whole debate about it and well that was condescending (laughs) for the sake of time I'm not gonna get really deep into it but they you know there's people going back and forth in the comments and you know because he's basically saying like as men we're expected to bring you know a b and c whether that be a good job you know foundation solid foundation let's leave it at that y'all can interpret that how y'all want and they feel like well women aren't bringing the same to the table and you know it's just a lot to say in general. Um, and it's very, very subjective <laughs> depending on who you're dealing with and who you're talking to. Um, do I think that there are men out here that are prizes? Absolutely. Just like there are women out here that are prizes. And then you got women that are trash and men that are trash. It's, it's just the way it is. But you as an individual, if you're, if you are single and you are out here looking, you need to be dating people that are at the same level as you, in my opinion. So it's like, yes, I do believe a man should pay for the first date personally. However, that doesn't mean that if you show me that you are a man worthy of my time, that I wouldn't ever treat you to a date, you know? So it's just, I feel like people don't understand the concept of balance and give and take, but I need you to show me first, you know what I'm saying? And I expect as a man that you would be willing to show me what you can do for me or whatever, if I chose to engage into a relationship with you. Uh, but that's my thoughts, Megan. Good thoughts, Dice. Good thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I just think that, you know, 
I don't I don't I don't know who raised these folks. I'm sorry if that comes off judgmental. <laughs> but I guess I just feel like and maybe that's just about like where I'm coming from and like how I was brought up. Um, even though I had a single mother, um, my grandparents played a huge role like in my life. And um we have a lot of running jokes in my family and you know, we always say, you know, say what you may about like um certain people, but you know, one thing about my grandfather is like, you know, my mom is one of four. He was going to work. He was going to do what he had to do to provide for his family. He had a career, like he was a teacher, but he also like, um, he also sometimes like bartend, sell encyclopedias. He started a painting company, like in his eyes, that was his family. And so that was his job like to be the person that made sure there was food on the table. So when I hear things like that about like, oh, well, what are women bringing to the table other than like good look, good looks and sex? It's just like, okay, but what are you bringing? Like, I just, I guess I'm just trying to figure out, so how should it be? Should it, should it be that the women bring those two things, the good looks and the sex, and they work harder than you? Like, if that's the case, then why do they need you? You know, like, I don't know. I just think that that's a huge, like, issue right now and and I do agree with what Jordan said like that needs to be a part of the movement like putting these you know masculine expectations on women just to carry it all but then and then this is the part that gets me some of these men like not all men I would never like say all you want to be like the man in every other way you know like you want me to um, you know, respect you in a certain way. You want me to come to you about certain things. You want me to, you know, converse with you before making decisions. You know, you want to um, have the say-so about, and this is some men, not all men, obviously, but you know, you want to have the say-so about whether or not you approve of the outfit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really like you hanging with with Tina because, you know, she kind of loose and wild. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like, so you want to be the man in every other way except when it comes time to provide. I, I can see through the BS, like, from a mile away. That's just, that, that's not a man. That's lazy. That's somebody who want to stay at home with their mama. And that's just not what black women need because you're comfortable with being masculine in every other way, but providing, I'm not having it. I'm sorry. I'm not having it under any circumstances and that's just that and there's nothing wrong with working together like i know that we have talked before about like um how a lot of men might feel like oh well a black woman like won't want me unless i've got like these six figures and it's all together like there's nothing wrong with working together because what 22 year old is just like bam got my six figures for the year like obviously you have to build um but if you got the attitude that we gonna build and I'm gonna be the only one paying the bills, you got another thing coming. Like, right? That's just honestly. Now that you said that, Meg, I remember I actually knew somebody who had gone on a date, and she said one of the questions the guy asked her on a date was how much money she made, and she was like real uncomfortable because she'd never been asked that before. And he was like, "Well, you know, I make six figures, and I, I would like to date a woman who's making at least sixty five thousand a year." 
And I was like, well, damn. I said, girl, what's going on here? And like, she was a little older than me at that time. I was in my early 20s. She was like in her late 20s, early 30s. And so I, I was like, maybe this is the type of conversations people have after 25 because <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was crazy. Like I was like, don't get me wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with you expecting a woman to have a job if that's what you want. If you don't want a housewife, if you want a woman that's going to work a two-income household, that's fine. Just like if you want a housewife, that's fine in my opinion. However, I'm like, sir, we on the first day. You ask me about my salary. I, I just don't know if I'd be, be moving forward with you. <laughs> like, I just yeah, don't that know was kind of personal. Like, I know you're on a date and get to know each other, but that was kind of, you know, that was pushing it. I don't know if I would have asked that on a first date. No. Yeah. No, that's that's pretty deep for a first date. Yeah. (laughs) Letting y'all know they out here. But anyways, carry on, Jordan. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I think y'all make some good points. So, let's let's go into something else that we may want to see out of the Black Women's Rights Movement. And I know, for one, I want to see an importance placed on loving the Black woman. Like, I want to see an importance placed on loving the Black woman. Let me repeat that. I want to see an importance placed on loving the Black woman. Um, And by loving the Black woman, I think that needs to be holy, maturely. I think that also incorporates a level of understanding and appreciation um, and I, I mean, and I just want to see it done. Like, I want to see it done more. Not to say that it's not done at all, because like, like Dice said, there are some men out here who are prizes, just like there are some women out here who are prizes. But there are some men who understand how to do this. But if you ask me, not enough. I am completely biased, maybe even a little jaded. Um, but that's my opinion. And as Megan will say, I am entitled to it. I feel like there are not enough men out here who know how to love a black woman. And I mean, I don't know if we need to go out in the communities and start teaching some classes, but let me know if that's what we need to do because I will. I want to see an increased awareness of how to love a black woman, even if you come from a family to where you didn't have a good representation of, um, you know, a husband and wife. Like you may not have had your father or maybe you grew up without your mother for whatever reason. That is not, in my opinion, an excuse as a black man to know or to not know how to cherish your fellow black sister, even even if it's not on a romantic level, let's just go back to the foundation of respect. And this is your black sister. And you should at least know how to do that. And um, I think if people go back to the basics and, you know, build that, build that relationship up, then, you know, we will see an importance and an increased um, amount of loving a black woman properly. But I would love to see that come out of the black women's rights movement. I think y'all. that... Um... The, that a lot of black men have been berating black women for so long to the point where they don't even know that it's not okay. Like, and I, I have a really great example of that where I think it was like a year ago and I, I still remember I was on Facebook and I saw this black guy I went to high school with. He posted a picture of these white girls who were quote unquote thick. And he was like, oh, you know, black women, y'all have some competition now. So I slid right up on his post. Man, I'm finna get off. I'm finna get off. (laughs) (laughs) I slid right up on his post, y'all. And I was like, first of all, we are in competition with nobody. And I said, second of all, y'all need to stop comparing black women to white women or any other race of women. Because really, black men are the only ones who do that. I have never seen, ever seen a white man talk terribly especially on social media in a public forum 
about a white woman or a Hispanic man, a Hispanic woman. I have never seen it. I'm not saying it don't happen, but it's not nearly as common as it is for black men. And y'all know what his response was? Silence. (laughs) He had nothing to say because he knew he was, he was wrong. And I'm like, y'all don't even realize it. Y'all so used to doing this comparison for uh, always comparing us, especially to white women. Y'all don't even realize that y'all are doing it. Mm-hmm. because y'all have gotten away with it for so long. Nobody has checked y'all, but he got checked that day. Cause I'm like, I don't do this. I don't care who you choose to date. I don't care if there's a thick white girl. Y'all act, first of all, y'all act like people can't buy body parts. Or people can't be born thick. Yeah, like, born thick I mean, of another happens. race. Like, yes, bottom line is, and I, I don't have nothing against plastic surgery y'all at all. All I'm saying is, bottom line is, we all women out here, regardless of our race or anything, we come with our own set of problems, our own set of issues or whatever, our own positives and negatives. Stop making it a race thing because you as a black man are not secure in yourself enough to love yourself that you want to project your your insecurities onto the black woman. That's what we're not going to do. But anyways, that's it for me. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, well, I was just going to say, Dice, that reminds me. And I can't remember if it was y'all I was talking to this about or, you know, who knows. But that um, high school video where um, like these two high school students, it was like a I think it was like a black girl and a black boy. But they had gone around asking other young black boys, which do they prefer to date? Was it black women or white women? And y'all, I'm going to say they maybe asked about 10 boys total and all of them were like oh we prefer white women we prefer white women but y'all what really tripped me out is one of them was actually with his girlfriend at the time and so they asked him they were like is your girlfriend black or white and he was like oh she's black and I was like wait what you know I was like what and they will all say it and then like smile and laugh this stupid laugh and I'm like so are you saying this because like you think that's the thing to say are you saying it because you truly mean it like why do you truly mean it like and why is it so quick why is that the you know automated response is white women white girls white girls white girls but yeah here you are with the black with the black girl I'm 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 confused make it make sense so it's it's weird like I don't get it I hope that little girl ended that relationship that day I really do yeah, I hope she did too, but... Mm, yeah, anyway. she didn't. She needs some help. Um, <laughs> yeah, Black women gotta respect ourselves. You yeah. know, we have to respect ourselves if she didn't. But. I think it's just the lack of... I think it's just the lack of respect. And, like, at the end of the day, like Dice was saying, you know, I can agree I've never seen, like, a white man put down, like, white women online or a Hispanic man put down Hispanic women. I've never seen that. And um, there's nothing wrong with, like, you know, be with who you want to be with, but I don't understand why with Black men, if they prefer a white woman, a Hispanic woman or whatever, I don't understand why disrespecting a Black woman has to be paired with that. And I think that's the key component that, like, we need to work on that would, you know, be included in this black women's um movement is you know i guess educating and teaching our black men about how you know we're not writing you off like we're not saying you're not a part of the community if you don't date or marry a black woman but what you need to understand is choosing someone from another race doesn't mean that you have to like get online or get out in public or whatever and put us down be with who you want to be with but you can still say like oh you know my uh, black sisters you know are beautiful you don't have to put us down just because that's not what you're with um 
but you know, I mean, and we've talked about this before and like, obviously this is something that we could probably talk about for weeks and days, but a lot of that stuff is very like generationally rooted, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, generational curses are weird are are like real and unfortunately i do think um that is just something that you have to actively work to like get out of your mind because black people have been just conditioned and programmed to be against each other and i just think that's where a lot of that stems from um and then i mean representation matters as well you know that we're just now kind of getting to a point to where like it's being highlighted in film and TV to celebrate being black. Um, Even though we had like good examples, you know, before it's something about it that just wasn't highlighted um, or focused on. So, you know, it's a lot of different ways that can go y'all. I don't know, but Jordan said something about, do we need to teach a class? And in my mind, (laughs) I was like slick. Yes. Like or a class or a forum or something like yeah slick yeah we do <laughs> yeah, that self-hate is real and it, it needs to be dealt with yeah I don't, I don't i don't understand but um also I, people need to stop looking to the media for who they should be attracted to yeah i don't get yes. that like, i don't care because yes. like great yes. example is the kardashians again y'all know megan megan and jordan know i don't like them hoes okay um, but that's neither here nor there. But I just feel like anytime the media puts a certain look on a platform, y'all go mm-hmm. running. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of black men go running. So it's like, oh, now the black, black too. now that that's true too. But we focus on men at the moment. But yes, right. that is true. But right. <laughs> a lot of black men do that because once once the Kardashians came on the scene with our same features, just lighter skin, y'all was on them like flies on shit. You know what I'm saying? But when when it was like what not that's on shit I'm gonna say it so it's like but when it was us looking like that every day in all skin tones y'all didn't want it so it's clearly not about our features our features clearly ain't the issue so it's like what's mm-hmm. what's the problem you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all have a whole list of problems. We, I would love to hear them. We, y'all can always DM us. Y'all can always leave us a comment. We are open for this. Girl, they don't know their problems. That's part of the issue. <laughs> we out here trying to solve their problems for them. They need to come with something. But don't get me started on that. No, I mean, I think I think everybody's hitting on on some real topics right now. Like everybody's hitting on some real points. Um, there does need to be a class. Like I was like slick joking, but the idea had just come about, and I actually think it's a damn good one. Like there there does need to be classes like we need to have community enhancement classes and it doesn't just have to be on the topic of you know where to love at for black women you know key tips to restoring your relationship <laughs> you know it's it's it doesn't just have to be that topic but there there needs to be some community education going on and black people we need to get more involved in our community so that we can bring classes like this to the masses who want to participate and it could definitely be a you know each one teach one and side note i never knew if it was like reach one teach one or if it's each one teach one so i switch it up however i need to however each one teach one yeah (laughs) (laughs) nonetheless um yeah because i mean that's how that's how information spreads that's how information grows and um i actually think that would be a really dope idea um and yeah, we need it. We need it. So one of the things that we want to see come out of this, this black women, black women's rights movement is a, um, you know, a restoration of the importance of loving a black woman, or maybe not even a restoration, but a newfound understanding for the millennial generation that can, mm-hmm. you know, go forward or mm-hmm. from Gen Z and, and up. 
Um, and so they're like, I guess maybe like two other things that I could think of that we may want to see come out of this black women's rights movement, but I feel like we kind of already hit them, um, with our first topic, but, you know, I would say we would like to see a restoration of that village mentality where everybody understands that we are brothers and sisters at the end of the day. And I did kind of like touch on that with the previous topic. And then, um, I believe everybody talked about, seeing black women support other black women throughout all of these topics um yeah, I don't know if to, yeah i don't know if y'all have any more that you want to add to those before we go on to the next part of this movement i don't think so nope. yeah. okay okay good conversation ladies good conversation <laughs> okay so um why is the time now or nearing for this movement you know what made this come about as a topic of discussion for the not your average black girls and honestly the conversation is kind of already being had in little ways the conversation is already being had in little ways and it's just on us as black females um and on those as potential allies because we probably do have some allies out there you know you may not be black and you may not be a female but you understand where we're coming from if you're someone who's listening and if you're paying attention to the smaller conversations, then you see it happening and you see the need arising. Um, so for one, we see it because it's affecting our entertainment icons like Meg Thee Stallion. Um, and then we've had other entertainment icons like LeBron James be very vocal about the fact that black women are not being protected. So he, as a, um, unattached party or uninterested party who's not you know currently out here with some drama and we thank you king for that you know he sees it he sees the need and i think he's a good representation of it just by his love and support of his wife and his daughter um we see it so i thank him you know for speaking out mm -hmm. and also too um i want to just you know bring some attention to one of well actually i'm gonna stop right there before i go into chica i don't know if y'all got anything to say on like the meg and lebron Part. I was just gonna say we need more black men like LeBron James. Um, there's just not enough. Right? There's not enough of him to go around, you know. And I know I know a lot of people. As far as first of all, I'm gonna say right now, I don't know nothing about nothing about nothing when it comes to sports. So I can't speak on that. I know that's like a hot topic when it comes to LeBron versus Kobe versus Michael. I can't. I don't have no interpretation none of that. Um, but I will say, if you're comparing how they all were. Um, you know, obviously rest in peace to Kobe, but if you're comparing to how they all were as far as in their personal lives, I feel like LeBron was the biggest and is the biggest advocate, especially for the rights of his people. You know, granted, Jordan was a different time. And I know back in the day, there was a lot more risk involved for speaking out. I'm not saying that he shouldn't have. I'm just saying that that prevented not only him, but a lot of people from really having a voice for being that voice for their people. But I feel like LeBron's like, I done shown y'all what I can do on the court. This ain't about the court. <laughs> so either y'all going to keep me or y'all not. Like, I just feel like he made his money. He did his thing. And he's like, I'm going to advocate for my people. Um, so I have a lot of respect for him for that. And then Megan Thee Stallion, I saw recently, she has a little video going around about supporting black women and, and why we need that support. And it's like, it's, just, it's a real short video, y'all. But it's just basically like her uplifting black women, whether they be trans, whether they be in between, whether they be natural born, it doesn't matter. She's just like, we need to protect our black women. And I respect her for that as well agree yeah no and that's that's very important um because the trans black women and you know like dice was just saying they need protection as well like we all need protection and respect as black women 
Um, so that's really important. I'm glad you touched on that. And another thing that I wanted to mention was um, a few tweets that did make themselves or make their way to the Shade Room by rapper Chica. And for those of you all who may not know who she is, um, she was recently on like the 2020 XXL freshman class. Um, but she's a really a really lit rapper out of Montgomery, Alabama, if you didn't know. Um, and she made some statements about not only are Black women not being protected, but plus-size Black women aren't being protected or cared about. And so um, she brought up, you know, Black men, like Black men putting on a plus-size women's suit for comedy purposes, like Medea and um, Big Mama and stuff like that. And so she was really making some points from that perspective as well. And so it just really shows you how um, well-rounded the argument is and how it's really affecting Black women in all walks of life, like from, you know, the courtroom or from the boss mentality Black woman to, you know, um, trans Black women to plus-size Black women and everyone in between. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's affecting everyone, basically. That's why the time is now, because it's Girl. affecting us. <laughs> that yeah. plus size one is, is a good one, because... That's I like saw, a double whammy. <laughs> I saw something recently. Um, it's actually somebody we all know. I ain't gonna say no names, obviously. We went to college with her. But she had posted not too long ago. She was like, y'all are okay with the, with a woman being plus size as long as she don't have no stomach. And as long as her, you know, ass is fat and, you know, teeth yeah. are sitting high, she's like, y'all are okay with that. But if she actually looks like, you know, your average big girl, your average plus size woman, y'all don't want nothing to do with her. So, you know, as y'all know, in the past, we have talked about um, pop culture from the 90s up until today. And we have come a long way from that point as far as body image goes, because back then skinny was it. Like there was no in between. It was literally you had to be small or you wasn't going to make it. Very few people in the nineties were big, or if they were big, they weren't even really big. Like she said, they put on a fat suit. So, you know, it has progressed to where now a thicker image is okay, but it's with those caveats where, oh, you only can be thick in certain places or we ain't looking at you. So we do have a long way to come. And I don't even think, to be honest, that's a woman thing in general. Cause <laughs> you know, I don't even know if it's just black women. I think in general, I think women feel like they got to be a certain size. And then these days with so much of the everybody getting these surgeries and their bodies done, I feel like a lot of women feel obligated or, or want to keep up because they're like, well, I don't have that. And this is this is the it look. So I need to get it right. So we just need to work on that as well. As far as everybody can do what they want to do with their body. I'm, I'm all for that. Whatever you want to do, that's your business. But we need to work on not disparaging one body type and uplifting another body type because it's not something that we personally may be attracted to. Yeah, I. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I agree. Um, I saw where, so you know, Rihanna recently had her um her Fenty Savage show, and they were making a very good point on the real because the topic actually was talking about how people were going crazy over the fact that Rihanna had um bigger guys in the show and modeling the pajamas and just like you know showing love to to the big guys out there and um I think they were quite shocked but I was actually really happy to hear Lonnie say like yeah you know that's wonderful and all but she was like let's keep it real you know bigger guys have have had the love like it's plenty of skinny girls thicker girls whatever girls out here who love them a guy with some meat on them like that's never really been a thing guys can get away with being um thicker or overweight or whatever and plenty of people still find them attractive but she was saying her issue was you know obviously she was saying like that's great that rihanna gave them that platform because you don't see a lot of um bigger guys as models so she was saying for that industry that that was great for them but as far as acceptance she was like they've already had that she was like what I would like to see is that same acceptance and love that they get give it to bigger women because she was like although she's fabulous to you know right now today people like Lizzo still gets like so much hate now she gets a lot of love but she gets a lot of hate and is solely based off of her size or people who be like you know make like nasty comments and say like oh yeah you know I'd get with her if she lost like a couple of pounds or whatever but she was like you don't see people saying that about guys um and so you know I I agree I do think that we have a very you know, we've come away, you know, like Dice said, we've come away, but we've got more ways to go um, because that is very true. You know, mm-hmm. people don't um, have the same energy and, and like Jordan said, well, what was her name? Um, Chica, right? Chica, mm-hmm. you know, she, she made some great points there. You know, people, I think that's an important conversation to be had. It's like for the people who do say, oh, protect black women, some of them are not talking about all black women. Um, mm-hmm. and that's important, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chica makes some good points, so I definitely suggest to the listeners out there if you don't know who she is, listen to her music. I'm doing like a whole shameless plug right now, but I do advise that you like listen to her music because she is, you know, woke for lack of a better term, and um, she's always hitting on some real raw, real. So, yeah. Okay, so not only is it affecting entertainment and all of us, but we also see it with our social justice. Uh. I'll say the most major one or the most recent one would be Breonna Taylor. Um, Not only has the indictment charge been less than serving justice, you know, like it it definitely caused a big uh, kofifi, which is not even a real word, but I feel like it explains what it caused in the media, (laughs) kofifi or whatever. Um, It it, it caused, you know. I hear that so long. Go ahead. (laughs) I know. I know. Um, But it, it was messed up. I mean, I can't even come up with the words besides saying it was just really messed up. But I actually had um, a friend of mine make a statement that I had not thought about or it had not dawned on me until this person said it. But one of the things about Breonna Taylor is we didn't even hear about her case like that in the media or it wasn't being publicized in the media until after George Floyd. You know, so right then there was a um, 
a lack of priority placed on receiving justice for a black woman. We saw it right then with the media. Um, and so black women, we just want respect. I mean, at the end of the day, that's just it. Like as black women, we just want respect um, while we're living and, you know, post Thomas, like we, we want it, <laughs> we want it. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you two have anything else to say in reference to we're we're seeing it in our social justice and how we're affected that way as well. Also in politics, um, the VP debate was a week or so ago. I don't remember the date, but after the fact, um, I am a I am a politics girl, so you know I'm I prefer CNN. Um, but I 100% tune into Fox. I like to know the narrative of the other side. Um, and it's been a large portion of you know the after the debate segment that all the news channels do. They spent a large portion over at Fox. Um, debating whether or not they thought Miss um, Kamala Harris came off as likable, and made very snide remarks about like you know, oh you know, and and the and the the smirking didn't help. That wasn't cute. Like very condescending statements. You know, um, just talking about her in a way that I've. I mean, they get pretty disrespectful when they're passionate on Fox, but um, I've never heard them speak that way about someone after they debated i mean we know that a lot of people didn't care for obama just because of his skin color and some of the men who were talking about the vp debate after the fact i've never even heard them talk that way about obama um and so it just you know it just goes to show you know not only because she was black but because she was a woman um the topic of the conversation was oh but did you like her after the debate what like it doesn't matter if you like her. It, I don't care. I don't. It doesn't matter whether or not I want to go to lunch with her. We were up there to <laughs> see what she had to say mm-hmm. about the important issues of this country, and more importantly, to see that would you be someone we would trust if, for any reason, you had to move from VP to Prez. And you know, it's just another example of about how just you know she had to work so hard. Um, to be up there on that stage. And that was another point I wanted to point out is, you know, she was extremely composed and I knew that she could pull it off. And so I was really like, you know, happy with the way that it went. But another point that I feel like is important to raise is that I don't think that people who aren't black and people who aren't black women fully understand like how important it was for her to get up there and show more restraint than anyone has ever showed. Because the moment that she would have like, gotten loud or made the wrong face or you know what what's another stereotype um um clapped her hands you know rolled her her (laughs) neck whatever it is that they put on us the moment that she would have done that i mean they would have taken that angry black woman statement and they would have ran with it i mean we would be Mm -hmm. hearing it for years Mm -hmm. um so i was very proud of her but also very disappointed because I was just like, you know, she's in, in my opinion, was under more pressure than any other person on a debate stage has ever been under because it was extremely important for her to not give them anything that could make them paint her as just this angry woman and she's unhinged. And that's an issue with reporting in general, though, because they talk badly about the women on The View and always say, oh, they were emotional. They were angry. Like, no, they're just talking. You know, it's not that, but yeah, you know, it's affecting a lot. Um, Politics, social justice, you know, entertainment, people, normal life. It's it's important and we have some ways to go, but um, I don't know, Jordan, what you think? Yeah, no, I think you made a a really amazing point. 
um, by just speaking to Senator Kamala Harris and everything that she faced while sitting on that stage, regardless of whether people knew that at the time or not, because there are a lot of stereotypes of the Black woman that she had to be cognizant of, in addition to providing a... Um, a legitimate debate, you know, like a well-founded debate in knowledge and information and just showing her overall uh, right to be the vice president of the United States of America. So it was like, not only do I have to prove why I'm on this stage for the actual job, but I have to prove why I'm on this stage while at the same time trying to like disprove the black woman stereotypes. So um, those are just some of the hidden challenges that a lot of black women face, whether you are Senator Kamala Harris or not, even when you go to work. And so going back to our very first point about understanding the black woman's role in the community, like people need to know that we deal with a lot. We deal with a lot, regardless of whether it's made apparent to you or not. We are dealing with a lot and just take that into consideration. But um, no, I think this was a really great conversation, y'all. We hit on a lot of great topics. Um, if you miss some things, if you have some things you want to add for our listeners, I encourage you to rewind this and go back at this point and listen again, have the conversation with yourself. Um, and or they you know, can like, send us a comment on a post. Yes. Or oh, yeah. Dice is on y'all. Dice is on y'all's head about not talking to us. Um, please talk to us. Please, dang. Like, at NYABG Pod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, social media. Dude, at Just, this point, Dice might want you to text her. No, I'm joking. I mean, <laughs> like, it's coming. All right. Instead of a Google voice number, y'all can let us know how passionate yeah, y'all feel. Y'all know celebrities be doing that now. Be like, text me at so and so. The YouTubers do it. Um, Everybody do it. That's right. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, no, y'all need to get active. Get active, NYABGs, because we want to know what's up. Yeah. All right, guys. So let's slide into the Not Your Average News. Okay, so what's the first thing on our list? Dice. Oh, Lord, Cardi B. <laughs> All right, y'all. Cardi B takes offset back. Y'all probably heard that by now. Um, but nevertheless, she was quoted saying, I do like material things. What do you want me to do? The nigga gave me a Rolls Royce and I snubbed him. And I really wanted some dick for my birthday. I just be starting to miss him. It's hard not to talk to your best friend. And it's really hard to not have dick. End quote. Leaving that there. Okay, so I'm going to be honest with you. I did not know this. I actually did not know that they had gotten back together. Um, and I'm just disappointed, obviously, as a fellow Black woman. But I'm disappointed because... I really was rooting for Cardi B when she came out. Like, please insert that infamous Tyra Banks meme when she was like, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Like, mm-hmm. that was me. A Cardi B stand, like, really rooting for her. Um, And beneath her, I guess, like, outward expressions, I always feel like there was a legitimate artist. There's a legitimate per- person with legitimate thoughts. And so I was always welcome to the things that she had to say. However, with this quote is giving me very much Doja Cat troll vibes. Like, I'm not really understanding what you want me to pick out from this. Like, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. Like, I know you're being literal, but I kind of feel like with how blatant you're being, there's like some sense of a joke under there that you want me to take. But I just can't help but find this not funny. You know, like, I just can't see the joke in this. Sorry. I don't think she cares what people think, to be quite honest. Like, I think the only reason that quote exists is because she knew that people were going to be like, why are y'all back together? Why are y'all back together? But just from, like, seeing her on social media and stuff, I'll be honest, I don't think she cares. And 
I know that, like, I think I said on one of our episodes when we first found out that she filed for divorce, you know, everyone assumed it was, like, the cheating, the cheating, the cheating. And I actually came across this video where she cleared that up and was like, no, there wasn't, you know, it wasn't about cheating. It wasn't about another woman. She said she just got tired of arguing and that she didn't think that it was healthy. So, like, she wanted to call it quits. Um, But, you know, one of my friends posted about this on Facebook and and I was in the comments and I just kept it simple. I was like, you know what? Because they were comparing, like, the hate that Cardi is getting for taking him back versus how nobody was really on Beyonce ass for revealing that Jay-Z cheated on her and she took him back, you know, after however long of a separation. Um, Cause she's a little bit more private. So we don't know when this happened and how long she was apart from him. And I just kept it simple. And I was like, you know what? I know that there's celebrities, but this is why I just try to stay out of married folks business because I think it's just a part of marriage. Like sometimes you might have days where you want to end it. You want to break up, but obviously she felt like giving it another go. And who knows, by Christmas, she might be saying she filed for divorce again. Like, And honestly, with celebrities, you don't know because it could be a publicity stunt. True. Very <laughs> so you true. You have to take that into account as well. So we don't even know if she was legit filing for divorce or if she just said, I just need to get myself stirred up in the media. So let's say I'm filing for divorce. Who knows? Because it was real quick. I will say it was a very quick turnaround. Yeah, I think um, bringing up Beyonce is a good point. And that actually is someone that I was thinking about, you know, just when pondering the whole black women's right, you know, movement topic. And I kind of feel like regardless of the woman that you are, when you're faced with this type of situation, whether it be your marriage or just, you know, your relationship with your boyfriend, you have options for how you want to proceed. You know what I'm saying? You could take the Beyonce route where you can take him back. You could take the Cardi B route where you take him back I mean um or you can take the Sierra route where you boss up move on I mean there, there's tons of things that you can do but I think at the end of the day you have to love yourself and respect yourself while doing it like I think that's where the importance needs to be placed because a lot of times we have the tendency to think that oh if a woman takes him back she's weak she's stupid she's this that and the third and like y'all just said stay out of married folks business because there's a lot that goes on to creating a a wonderful marriage you know it's not just going to be all peaches and king all gravy all the time and so as long as each party but mainly the black women as long as you are loving and respecting yourself along the way then your choice is your choice like I don't care um mm-hmm. but I, I will say like with Cardi B I, I just quite don't understand like my um my my mentality towards her has changed or my perception towards her has changed and that wasn't even because of the whole offset thing that's just from the differences that I've noticed in her since watching her as a budding artist on love and hip-hop you know and to seeing who she is now that's where my change in perception has come from um and so you know however she handles her marriage is on her but yeah interesting okay so the next piece of news is I don't know if y'all heard, but Ryan Henry from Black Ink Crew Chicago has snaked his best friend, y'all, by sleeping with this man's baby mama. Um, And for those of y'all who, I mean, I just say he's from Black Ink Crew, but like Ryan Henry was like the owner of Nine Mag, which was the actual tattoo salon, saloon, tattoo business, parlor, whatever they call it, the tattoo business in the show. Um, I mean, yeah, he was the owner of the, anyway, y'all know what I'm saying. So basically he had this best friend where I guess a lot of people around Chicago and who really follow Ryan Henry, cause I'm not somebody who follows him, but I do see the shade room post him, um, quite often, like even before this, 
but anyway the two guys were like best friends they would call themselves brothers and what I'm gathering is that they were all like a part of a big friend group like both men have children they both obviously have baby mamas and their baby mamas were a part of the friend group as well and so y'all know there's just some underlying respect there that you as my best friend regardless of even if you are best friends with my baby mama you don't sleep with her like let's just be respectful you know Um, But what makes this even worse is the fact that while this was going on, the man was actually battling cancer. His friend was battling cancer. Um, And this was happening, like I said, while he was dealing with that. And it had been happening for about two years. And so uh, the guy actually ended up finding out from his baby mama's text messages, posted it on Instagram. And the story just kind of blew up from there. And then I did notice that Ryan Henry made a Instagram live video, I believe it was like yesterday or the day before, um, where he talked about it from his side of the situation. He did confirm that he was sleeping with his man's baby mama and everybody was just kind of like, wow. And um, I don't know if you're like an avid follower of Black Ink Crew, but what I will say that was pretty shocking for me as someone who did, you know, watch the show when it first started that just was not even like Ryan's character portrayal on there. He was very much like a sweet, meek person. So, um, and he was like pining behind his baby mama. So to see him go from this kind of like all round or wholesome, like family businessman to this, you know, playboy Casanova (laughs) that they're trying to make him out to be, um, is really interesting. It's quite the change, quite the dynamic. Um, and yeah, I found that story to be kind of interesting, but yeah. Yeah, that's a mess. Yeah, I don't know him, but um, that's trash. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can say. Right. Well, all right. So uh, the next one, <laughs> Jordan, all kind of disappointed that we don't know this man. <laughs> Y'all, they do me like this all the time. I be trying to talk to them, man. and they just like. Mm-hmm. If it ain't if it ain't Caesar and them, I don't know who it is, and I don't even watch that no more. I don't watch it either, but dang, it was interesting. All right, so Yara Shahidi to play Tinkerbell in live action remake of Peter Pan. I bet y'all got something to say about this. All I got to say is that's wonderful, and I'm very happy for her. I know, I'm so happy for her. The way that Jordan is about Zendaya is how I am about Yara. So, like, when I heard that news, I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait. My girl in the (laughs) movie, I can't wait. I love me some Yara Shahidi. Like, she does no wrong in my eyes okay very true very true mm-hmm. speaking of my love for zendaya i followed my first stan account um the other day for her and y'all i've never <laughs> done this before i'm new to the stan community oh, yeah, I that's, that's next know, level this was this was a moment in history and there's plenty of zendaya stan accounts or z's you know z accounts as we call it um there's plenty oh, of accounts wow. here, but she's affiliating herself with the culture listen, Listen, I follow the one that she follows. I was like, whoa, like this is getting <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> this is legit. Her okay, seal of approval. So y'all damn near best friends then. I mean, I might as well just DM her now and be like, what you doing today? Like, what's up? Girl, so. and get blocked. <laughs> <laughs> I would love anyway. to hang with Zendaya. So if y'all go get lunch, you let me know. I ain't Jordan telling you. Gonna, nothing. Jordan gonna get a dog restraining order, so I would leave that alone. <laughs> oh, 
please don't do that. If you ever listen to this and they don't, don't find no restraining order against me. I don't mean nothing but love. But um, <laughs> so moving into the next topic, uh, now we're going to get a little bit heavier. I hope, I hope, I hope that for a lot of our listeners and to my two fellow co-hosts that you have seen the hashtag in SARS um, on your social media accounts. If you are someone who is unaware of what SARS is and what this means, well, let me tell you now. So SARS stands for the Special Anti-Robbery Squad, which is a unit of the Nigerian police force. Currently in Nigeria, they are dealing with some um, misconduct, malpractice, corruption, and deaths at the hands of the SARS unit. These acts have been reported to um, the Nigerian government. However, the government has failed to take action against the group. People, and by people, I mean the youth of Nigeria. So I'm really excited to hear that it's millennials and the younger generations that are trying to change um, these unfortunate events. But they are marching, they are taking charge, and they are moving for the disbandment of this current police unit. Um, I do want to say that all of the information that I am sharing with you all i did gather from a specific instagram account for at miss i believe it's baker and that's at m-i-s-s-b-a-k-r-e so for those who want to get more informed on the situation you can really just follow the hashtag in sars or you can start where i did which was at miss baker's account um i've noticed that the shade room has actually started posting more about it and also i'm sure you all have seen the video maybe well, i won't say sure but you may have seen the video by um a nigerian superstar Tiwa Savage who has been calling on the help of some American celebrities to bring more light and shed more awareness on this event so please guys get informed spread the knowledge and yeah so in SARS that's what's going on right now all right um and I guess we're kind of keeping it on a a bit of a heavy note but since the theme of today was black women's rights I also want to bring some attention to a story that I believe took off on Twitter and then made its way to social media and so I don't have a Twitter account but I know if it started out on Twitter then nine times out of ten people have seen it but there was a Baltimore woman um I believe they just have her first name which is Aziza and I'm telling you this so you can go look this up if you want to get more informed but she actually had to go to social media to get help from an abusive and stalking ex um I know the shade room has about like I don't know, five, six slides dedicated to just the documents of evidence that she has in reference to her ex, um, boyfriend stalking her at one point there is a video or at least like two videos and I know there are some voice messages that she saved where he talked about if he wanted to kill her she would be dead by now he broke into her home while she was in there recording him and before he left he took her keys with him she has um video footage from one of her security cameras of him breaking into um her home and so this is just a really sad situation especially because she felt like she needed to go to social media um to to get help because she had called on the police and the police were not giving her the type of attention that she was looking for nor were they trying to get some restraining orders out against this man so y'all that's just a really sad story that black women are at the points where we cannot turn to the police and we have to go straight to social media because you know you'll get more of um an immediate response and you have the potential to receive some type of justice yeah i don't even make no sense i did see that (laughs) and i thought that was very sad and um i mean i think that dice had brought up something oh earlier when we were talking about size we were saying like you know that kind of extends to all women this also extends to 
all women. I think that's so sad. We have so many women who lose their lives um, in this country because they're just not taken seriously or they can't trust the police, you know, to protect them when it's clear that someone is threatening their life. And, um, you know, I hate that it's come to this, but I am happy that it's getting the publicity that it is because maybe her story can end differently. But I I thought that was so sad. You about to get a Lifetime movie, y'all. Watch. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, that's a mess. Yeah, and, and I apologize. I'm not trying to be insensitive. I, I was just saying that that does sound like a lifetime movie plot. But in all seriousness, I do feel bad. No, it for does. Her. It um, does. Yeah, it does. That, it that does. it had to go that far for her to get some sort of justice for herself. Yeah. That's really sad, and that shows you why we need a Black women's rights movement. But yeah, okay. Um, moving on to the next uh topic. So, and this is getting a little lighter, y'all. We get into a little bit of drama. I don't know if you saw this, but there, I guess, maybe talks of a Bad Girls Club reunion season. But before we can get that season, it seems like there's some drama between I Run LA herself, Natalie Nunn, and everybody's favorite host, Tanisha Thomas, um, who are from two different seasons of the Bad Girls Club. Um, just keeping it real short and sweet, but I will give y'all this little side note. When I was probably about the sixth grade, there was nothing you could do to to tell me or to inform me that I was not going to be on a season of Bad Girls Club by the time I hit 24. I just knew I was a born bad girl, which if y'all know me, <laughs> that's very not on point with my personality. No, so that's very funny. But I just knew I was going to be a bad girl. Um, so I'm excited for a potential Bad Girls Club reunion season. And just to give you some more backstory, I guess, behind the drama, not gonna lie, it was like a lot of text messages between them two. So didn't read the last two slides. But from what I'm understanding so far, um, there just seems to be quite a squabble because I've already used Kofifi. There seems to be quite a squabble <laughs> about the method in which the two ladies want to go about doing the reunion season. Um, like I said, Natalie Nunn, Miss I Run LA, Miss Alamade, Miss I Be With Chris Brown, you know, all that good stuff. Um, she wants to do it more like the entrepreneur style. She wants them to really take charge and kind of do the season themselves without a network. Whereas Miss Tanisha Thomas would like a network to back them up. And so they're just having a difference in opinions. Um, you know, both ladies want to get paid and they're, they, you know, want to do the work. They want to give us that quality content because let's be honest, y'all. It was Bad Girls Club before there was Love and Hip Hop and Basketball Wives L.A. So just saying, um, and I, I want to see it. I want to see the OGs. Um, and so they want to give us this content, but I hope they can get it together. Cause right now they don't know how they want to do it. I think I trust Tanisha's experience more than Natalie only because Tanisha was given more, um, spinoff opportunities than Natalie, like back when Bad Girls Club was still on. Um, but I mean, I could just be well, biased. <laughs> yeah I think Tanisha had more like hosting opportunities because what she like went on to host like a bunch of like VH1 shows but she had but like, Natalie, her own as well and I was gonna say but Natalie had her own TV show as well too but it wasn't as successful and it wasn't by the same I, network are we doing this because I watched it but so. I watched it as well that's why I'm telling you I just all in all feel like Tanisha has a better business mind. I'm gonna cut in right here right now and wrap that on up we got other news to cover uh-uh. y'all can handle that off, off the podcast okay uh-uh. y'all let us know y'all thoughts at myabg pod on this news because clearly it's juicier than what I even realized so y'all let us know because uh-uh. I, I ain't got nothing to say Meg, let's take the fight to the NYABG DMs. 
Mike wants some messages in there so bad. I'm just yeah. saying. Do something. Y'all tell us your thoughts. Tell us your thoughts. Okay, moving on. Nicki Minaj gives birth to a baby boy. She finally had a son on her sons. Okay. And also, so, y'all, the picture that's going around on social media, that's not her, that's not her baby. Just yeah, to clear the yeah. air, because there was some picture of a cute baby going around, but people were saying it was hers, and she said that's not her baby. So y'all don't, don't think that's weirdo. her baby. <laughs> Disrespectful. Y'all, why my mom was like, I didn't know Nicki Minaj was pregnant. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, my mama probably still don't know. I didn't know she had a baby. Yeah, my mom probably yeah, doesn't know. know. Like, she didn't keep up with her. So not at all. I know. My mama barely know it's who that is. Funny. Y'all, y'all. I'm I'm sorry. This is this is a tangent, but y'all, I swear, like two or three years after Bees in the Trap came out, my mama called me and was like. What does bees in the trap? What is she talking about? I said, Mama, that song is old. Oh, I know it's old. No, you didn't. You thought it was a new song. <laughs> <laughs> she, tried, she tried to save herself. I said, No, man, song. Like, what? So I had to, y'all had to explain it to her. She was like, Oh, okay, that's that's interesting. And that was the end of the conversation. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, parents are funny. All right, well, I'm gonna save this last tidbit of news for <laughs> for the expert on the line. Go ahead and tell us what's going on, girl. First of all, don't do me now. Hold up, but okay, y'all. I'm I'm gonna keep it brief, but I just felt though as though I know that there's someone who listens to this podcast who values the great show that once was known as Charmed the way that I do, and um, no, all jokes aside, I cannot. <laughs> I, mean, I don't care what y'all say. I be watching throwbacks. I don't care. I don't care. But y'all, it was a little bit of drama that went down. So you know, Charmed has been rebooted. And let me just slide in this tidbit and say that Jordan and I both watched the new Charmed. Like we are both waiting on season three. And it, I mean, it, I think it's a good show for what it is. Um, I think I like the older ones slightly better, but I think it's a good show. Anywho, y'all, two of the OGs, um, the lady who played Piper. Holly Marie Combs and the lady who played Paige, Rose McGowan, um, got into a little little bit of a, a social media war with Sarah Jeffrey, who is one of the actresses on the um, new charm. Basically, in a live video, um, Holly and Rose were together, and Rose basically was saying something about how the new show sucked. Now, this was in response to them answering a fan's question about why isn't the OG charmed on Netflix anymore? Um, and you know, obviously they know the industry and Holly just was being honest. And she was saying that she thinks that it was a business decision, a marketing strategy. She thinks that the network, um, that, you know, hosts charmed now wants for when people go to Netflix and look up charmed for them to see the newer show, because that's the one that's running. Right. And as long as the older one is on there, it's potentially going to take away from views for the new one. Um, and y'all, that thing went left, okay? The girl, Sarah Jeffrey from the new one, she called them out on Twitter. She called them old and sad. And she took her... Now, I will say this next part. Not old. Girl, yeah, she called them old. And <laughs> girl, I was like, ooh, she ain't went there with it. She called them old. She called them sad. Um, And now, this next part is a reach. She tried to say that it was disheartening or that she had a problem with white women sitting on a couch, um, basically implying that... Or, or, or talking down on women of color. And I just want to say, you know, obviously our theme for this episode was the Black women's rights movement. So obviously I'm all about a Black woman getting her coin, a woman of color getting her coin, but this was a reach if I ever saw one. Because what they were saying was that it, 
my thing is, if a show sucks, it sucks. You know what I'm saying? In your opinion. It has nothing to do with who's on it. And, um, you know, they came back and they basically both said that at the end of the day, it may have not came off that way on the live video, but they care not who is acting on the show. Their issue is with the networks, the people who created it because they weren't involved. And it's just this whole thing. Like, and, um, you know, Rose, if you know anything about Rose McGowan, you know that um, you better have your words together if you're going to come for her because she does not play. Um, she has time and she will respond. And uh, she ain't the one. She not the one. And I'm not going to lie. I was laughing because she did tell Sarah Jeffrey. She was like, I'm sorry. I didn't know who you were. I had to Google you just to you know, <laughs> see, see who you were to respond to this. Um, but, you know, I mean, she kept it cute and she let her know, like, at the end of the day, you know, she has a right to be upset about a network and other people profiting off of a legacy that she and three other women want her money. She want her shit. You know, I don't think it's about the money. I think it's just about like the fact that obviously there are things behind the scenes that we don't know about that they said that um were just really hard and difficult for them, you know, working in the industry and they had to do a lot. They say, I mean, they were the actresses, but the story has just been that they feel that they are a huge part of why the show was so successful um and other people are profiting off of that and rose came for her she let her know she was like whether you acknowledge it or not you are profiting off of our legacy and that's the truth like Mm -hmm. would people have been as excited for a charmed reboot if it wasn't a reboot you get what i'm saying like if this was an original show do you think we'd be going into season three right now? Maybe, maybe. I must say, Meg, I did not care about you announcing no charm news, but I, I am intrigued. Girl, it's a, it's a whole thing, girl. It's a whole thing. <laughs> well, let me let me tell you, this is, I think, one of those same Bad Girls Club situations where me and Megan can watch the same program and take two different opinions. Um, I do love the Charmed reboot. I love the Charmed original. Um, And I'm not saying that Rose McGowan does not have a, a valid point. However, dare I say it, I think I find myself being more attracted to the Charmed reboot than I am the original Charmed storyline. Um, now, there is a preference placed on the fact that, and, and Megan will debate me on this, but there is a preference placed on the fact that the new Charmed cast is of color. Um, they're like Hispanic and also African-American. Um, and so that does have a little bit of influence on the storyline, although it's not made like overwhelmingly abundant as Megan would argue or you overwhelmingly clear. They're supposed to be women of color. All of them are well, from the original this. cast. Like, let me let me say this. Obviously, when you look at them, right, you can tell that they're oh, you're saying you but I'm saying the storyline, like the writing, that what the episodes are about three white women and and, it, and I'm just going off of what they've given me three white women could very easily come in and replace all three of them and it would change nothing about the the way that the show is portrayed on TV because they don't now that part is culture true. they don't like they don't tie those elements in mm-hmm. and so I think it's great that they said hey we're gonna reboot this show and this time we're gonna choose women of color great they have jobs i wanted them to have jobs but i'm just saying i felt like it was a reach for her to make it about like their color because they they never once said oh why they rebooted and 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 put hispanic and black women in it they never said that like i I feel like that was a reach and um i do think that was an example of her kind of taking advantage of the fact that we're on a kick right now about uh, minority yeah. inclusion, inclusion. Yeah. because it wasn't about yeah. that. It was never about that. Yeah. Um, 
But I mean, you know, you're you're right. Like the new one is good. I wouldn't watch it if I didn't think it was good. Um, but you know, we'll see how this plays out, y'all. They they still been going at it, so we're gonna see. Okay, well, um, our producer is giving us the sign, so we need to. <laughs> <laughs> right, our producer is giving us the sign. So before we get off today, um, I do want to make a quick announcement. So this is our last episode of this season. Yes, you did hear me. This is our last episode of the season. We are about to slide into the holidays. And so we want to, you know, give everybody time to enjoy their holiday season, enjoy their family, enjoy the food, the stuff and the turkey wings, all that good stuff. Um, and so for our first season, we want to say thank you so much. Like, I can't even tell you thank you as many times to adequately portray how thankful we are for all of the support that we've had, all of the interaction that we've had, all of the love that we've seen. We thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that we've been able to do and for your support. Um, And for our supporters and for our listeners, we do want to let you know that even though we aren't, you know, going to be providing you all with these, these, um, bi-monthly conversations we are still going to give you some conversations on our social media so the same social media page that dice was getting on to y'all about yes our instagram hit us up because we will be continuing the conversation and this time we want you all involved so we are going to be doing some instagram lives where we encourage our listeners to request at us and let's continue your favorite conversations from this past season because we know you all have been talking along with us we know you all have things to say and we can't wait to hear what you have to say so stay tuned uh oh it i don't know it might be bi-weekly or bi-monthly y'all i'm sorry i don't want to sound like a complete nincompoop on here but y'all know what i'm trying to say every two weeks that we've been having these conversations with you all um but anyway yes let's continue these conversations on here i mean on instagram join us on our instagram live make sure you turn on the post notifications so that you can see when we go live um because we want you involved we want you requesting we want to hear from you Yes, we all do. right yes we at do. myabg yes, pod one more time just in case y'all missed it the please several other times page, i said it y'all. please get on the page and because <laughs> we want to talk to y'all yes, yes. i'm tired of talking to them too. i'm joking love talking it, to y'all we want to talk clear to that we want to interact with you guys so um yes yes please yes. show us some love in any way possible and we will see y'all when we return yes love in you all enjoy your you Enjoy your holiday season and stay safe from this corona, y'all. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.